Okay, so good morning. Good morning, beloved. Uh, so today, we, what is the message? <clears throat> Jesus became sin that you might become the righteousness of God in Christ. See, these are foundational truths. That's not like a one-time hearing. You need to keep hear, hear them again and again and again. Why do you need to keep hearing this again and again? Because inheritance is attached to it. A lot of sons can say father in their head, but their understanding is that of God. And up until you have that understanding, it's only a son who inherits. Only Prince William will inherit Prince Charles's wealth. Because Prince William doesn't look at Charles as God or as some boss. The reason why he inherit the wealth is because he is his son. Up until you have a concept like God going on in your head, you're not going to receive. Okay, and so why have I taken this foundational truth? Let's look at this. Because most times we think as God and our relationship with him as sin. If I don't sin, it's good and I'll receive. If I sin, it's bad and I will not receive. Just that understanding is there and, I and we want to uproot that. Okay, so we're going to go in the word. The word is a seed. It's going to do what it's supposed to do. Beloved is awake. Beloved is very awake. Is a mature church. Is alive. Okay, and we're going to receive everything. So uh, flow with me. We're going to read read the word for yourself. So let's begin with Romans five. Today we're going to touch on. I've taken this part one. We're going to do this next Sunday again. Um, okay, the flesh and the spirit are constantly at war with each other. The Bible says those who are in the flesh. So good to see Sneha and her daughter for the first time and Vinay. <coughs> Vinay, we're going to add you back to the oneness group. <laughs> so uh, please come here. Please uh, come ahead. Come ahead. There are chairs here. Those who are in the flesh, it says, cannot please God. But those who are in the spirit. You have flesh in you. But God doesn't identify you or as sons of God, when you got born again, God is not having a relationship with you through the flesh. God is having his relationship with you, hear when I'm saying this, through the spirit. That's why we say on Wednesday, right, God is spirit and I am spirit. So if you keep looking at yourself in the flesh, you are deceiving yourself. The flesh is there, but his relationship with you and the way he relates to you is not through your flesh. It's through spirit. And that's why it says all our identity comes from spirit. Okay? So we're going to read this. Romans 5. Therefore, just as one man sin, through one man sin, through one man, sin entered the world, and death through sin. So why did death come in? In any, I'm, I'm, I, we're going to get the board next time. I'm sorry, we still haven't picked it up from Regal. And I need that board. Um, okay, so I want to, I wish I had it and I'll draw it. But next time I will. So there are two rems. Think, look at it like two rems. Why did death enter the world? Through one man's sin. Adam sinned. Okay. And death entered the world through sin, and thus death spread to all men. So why did death spread to all men? Because of whom? Because of Adam. So Adam sinned, and then whoever was born of Adam, they were born sinners. And so because you were born sinners, you will sin. Out of your identity as a sinner comes everything that you do. You are understanding. Like a lion will roar, a dog will bark because it's in his nature to, to roar and to bark. So out of who they are comes what they do. So sin is not something you do. Adam sinned, death came in 
and everyone born of adam was born a sinner by blood and because they were born sinners they sin by the same token now let's read ahead and that's why it says death entered through sin and thus death spread to all men because all sinned so now it the bible says everyone sinned it's not accusing every one of the specific sins that they're doing it says everyone is a sinner because what adam did these are foundational truths to be laid so that the devil has no hook in you the more you're getting established in righteousness consciousness that your relationship with your heavenly father is by spirit not through flesh you can reign over sickness and reign over death that's why this is important okay now let's see this for until the law sin was in the world but sin is not imputed when there is no law verse by verse we are going what does this mean for until the law sin was in the world sin was there in the world when adam sinned sin was there but man just didn't know there was sin so maybe he would have coveted maybe he would have done some stolen some things but he didn't even know but when the law came do not steal suddenly now he knows that oh i i i stole and so yeah i've done something wrong sin was not imputed before the law okay sin is there but it's not imputed okay now see this but sin is not imputed when there is no law i gave you this example before when in covid time there was a law that said after 7 you will not get out so now if you get out after 7 you're guilty but if there was no such law if you went after 7 are you guilty no okay now see this nevertheless death reigned from adam to moses was death there from adam to moses there was death even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of adam that means death was there the bible is saying over all of these people born of adam even though they had not sinned adam sinned but now death is reigning on everyone born of adam okay see this who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of adam who is a type of him who was to come but the free gift is not like the offense for if by one man's offense that is adam many died much more the much more the grace of god and the gift by the grace of the one man jesus christ abounded to many now hear this verse 16 and the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned for the judgment which came from one offense one sin what was the judgment god said don't eat out of adam out of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you have a consciousness of the minute you get a consciousness of right and wrong now you will have to do right because if you do wrong the penalty is death so what was the judgment that came it came on everybody okay see this for the judgment which came from one offense or one sin resulted in condemnation the whole world is judged and declared death penalty because not of what you did because of what adam did so we fell into a cycle of condemnation of the judgment that is in this rim that is death okay which came from one offense resulted in condemnation but the free gift which came from many offenses from many offenses that jesus took on the cross resulted in justification what does justification mean justification for what justifying you're like you're, you're justified to have this to have this victory to have life to reign over this because of what christ did okay for if by one man's offense death reigned through the one that is adam much more those who what does that word say those who those who receive you have to receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness is it telling you your righteousness it is a gift if i give you a dress if you go frame up the dress and don't wear it can i come into your house and say why 
Have you framed up my dress? I gave you to wear it. You framed it up. I can't because it is a gift given to you. Gift means you had nothing to do with it. You are a recipient. You are at the receiving end of a gift. When you have birthday gifts, some people give you gifts you don't like. It's still a gift. But it had nothing to do with you. It was based on the giver. Now see this. Those who receive abundance of grace. Grace has got nothing to do with what you've done. Grace is you don't get the bad you've done. You're getting the good. Grace is getting the good you don't deserve. Okay? And the gift of righteousness. How will you will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ? Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign over death. Will reign over death. Okay? Now let's go ahead. <clears throat> Therefore, as through one man's sin, offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, that is Jesus, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification for life. For as by one man's disobedience, whose disobedience? Is it your disobedience? Why, are you, why were you sinners? Not because of what you do. <laughs> one man sinned, all became sinners, and the reason I sinned is because I was born a sinner. It was by blood. Through, as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by whose obedience? Christ's obedience. Many will be made righteous. Do you know that in the Old Testament, how was God relating to sinners? They fell into a cycle of sin that you, you did good, you get good, you did bad, you get bad, but still, God's children, why were they set apart? We talked about Exodus, right? When they were coming out from bondage into the promised land, what saved them from judgment? What was put on the doorpost? Left, right, on top, the blood. Why were there offerings in the Old Testament? Why be offerings? Why should there be goat offerings, bull offerings? Because God's relationship with his children was still through blood but it was the blood of bulls and goats that's why he could still lavish his blessings he'd say once a year come on what was the atonement come and give the lamb so that god is not looking at you through the flesh his relationship was still with you through blood but it was through the blood of bulls and goats so every year a lamb needed to be sacrificed how many are receiving this beloved is awake is alive that's because inheritance is related and attached to blood. So in the old, it was still Adam messed up. And because the father still wanted to bless him and have a relationship with him, it was still through blood, but the blood of bulls and goats. And in the New Testament, after you died, Jesus came, he's called the second Adam. When he went on the cross, you went on the cross. When he was buried, you were buried. When he rose again, you rose again. It says that those who are in Christ have crucified their flesh on the cross. God is not looking at you through flesh anymore. His relationship is still with you, but now through Christ's blood. How important is this for you to know? Okay, now let's read this. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. The law came so that sin might abound. That means just heighten. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So then as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to life through Jesus Christ our Lord. How are you going to reign over all things? Righteousness, consciousness. You're getting established that your relationship is not... With, if your relationship with God is through flesh, you're deceiving yourself. Because even he is not looking at you through flesh. The devil points you to the flesh. See, there's church, a lot of church that, that has a relationship with the Father and holiness in the flesh. You cannot. 
because the law of sin and death is in the flesh. And so they try to get holiness in the flesh and it's a dead work. It's not pleasing to the Father. That's why Jesus had to come and die in the body, physical body, on the cross. Why? Because you and I could never get holy in the flesh. Because it's tainted. Sin is in the blood. You are awake. You are understanding. Your relationship, my relationship with our Heavenly Father is through blood. Christ's blood. And He is dealing with you and through me, through spirit, not through your flesh. That's why it says we are not led by the flesh. Our identity is that a secure son, a son that is established in foundation, knows that his identity with his father is a spiritual identity. It's founded in blood relationship. Okay? The simplicity, Prince William inherit everything just because he's a son of his blood. Not because Harry is good or Harry is bad or William is better. They both will get at some point, they'll go back to the father. They, they are still sons. And why is their sonship? They'll still be sons. Just because they came out of... Diana, yeah. They're, they're, they're one. The children of the same father. Okay? By blood. Okay. Romans 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. What happened when Adam sinned? Adam became a slave to sin. That means even if he didn't want to, he felt like he was consciously controlled by everything. And sin was there. And then when the law came, it said that it heightened sin. Okay? Now it says, so Paul is talking about, and these are the questions that people were asking Paul. Shall we also then continue to sin that grace may abound? And Paul is saying, no. Do you not know that when Christ went on the cross, you went? That's why I said sonship is all about identification. When Jesus was buried, you were buried. When he rose again, you and I rose again. Okay? Now, did you physically go in the ground? Did you physically go on the cross? What is all of this? It's by faith you receive it. It happened. And that's why it's a spiritual identity. So if you got born again by spirit, how can you make yourself perfect by flesh? Come in the physical identity. You are understanding what I'm saying. Okay? Now, see, hear this. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man, the old you, was crucified with him, that the, what part of you should be done away with? Look at your body. Put your hand up. That this body of sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Now see what it says. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves. Start believing the same truth. Start receiving this. Start renewing your mind. All of this, the Bible is a gift to be received. It's a spiritual truth. That's why we are not holy in the flesh. We are holy because He calls us holy by blood. Our relationship is spirit and is attached to blood. Inheritance is attached to blood. A, a, a matured son is a son who knows that it's not flesh. Everything is attached to blood relationship. Okay? Now see this. It says here, 
for the death that he died he died to sin once for all but the life that he lives he lives to god likewise you also think of yourselves to be dead to sin but alive to god in christ jesus our lord therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lusts and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin but present yourselves to god as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to god for sin shall not have dominion over you for you're not under law but under grace see the minute you got born again you've come out of a cycle of sin and death and god has put you in life in grace and it doesn't mean that if you see the flesh act up it doesn't grace doesn't mean that oh now it's okay it actually says that now there's a greater one in you the holy spirit is in you and that sin has no power over you anymore that these addictions that maybe you were addicted for so long and you couldn't get out but now the truth is the holy spirit has come and the greater law is in you the holy spirit is in you and so you can walk away from these these things don't have to control you anymore you're no longer a slave of sin you've become a slave of righteousness that's what it means so we can it's uh, the bible tells us to subdue the flesh okay now how can you do that and we're going to look at this okay keep going down what then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace certainly not do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey you are that one slaves whom you obey whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness but god be thanked that though you were slaves of sin now he's talking about once you got born again you were slaves of sin yet you obeyed from the heart what does it say obey from the heart read the next one that form of what does it say doctrine you it says that you were slaves before of sin but it says now you obeyed what it says from the heart the doctrine to which you were delivered doctrine that means it's about grace about righteousness by faith why does it compare being a slave to sin and the obedience is called believing something believing a doctrine you are understanding you are receiving it's talking about the gospel that you have to receive something and it's a doctrine and that's what paul was laying the foundation of christ in you justification by faith apart from your works you're the righteousness of god in christ not by works but because of his righteousness that has been given to you as a gift okay it says you obeyed that form of doctrine to which you were delivered and having been set free from sin you became slaves of righteousness i speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh for just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanliness means for sinful things and of lawlessness leading to more lawlessness so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness holiness is a fruit of righteousness right believing will produce right living okay now see this verse 20 for when you were slaves of sin you were free in regard to righteousness for what fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed for the end of those things is death but now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of god you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord okay let's go deeper romans 7 i've just taken from romans 6 to romans uh, 8 we're going to read okay romans 7 or do you not know brethren for i speak to those who know the law that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives for the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives but if the husband dies she is released from the law of her husband so then if while a husband lives she marries another man she will be called an adulteress but if a husband dies she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress though she has married another man therefore my brethren you also have become dead to the law through the 
what does it say there? How have you become dead to the law? Because the law is the one that makes you conscious of right and wrong. That you're guilty, you did this wrong, you're not worthy, you're not a good parent. Uh, you know, constantly accusing you. It says, how did you become dead to the law? Read that again. What does it say there? Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the... Through the... Through the... Why body of Christ? What happened to his body? It was whipped. It was crucified. Because someone else paid the price. You think you're good? Most people think they are good by their own standard of good. So in their head, sin means don't sleep with somebody. So I never slept with anybody. I'm a good person. Or I didn't kill anybody, so I'm a good person. I never meant anything bad to anybody. I'm a good person. God's definition of sin, Adam sinned, all sinned. He had only one command, don't do, don't eat. He ate. Just God's definition. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So by your own standard, you accuse yourself and you put yourself on standards, but they're all sinners and we're all living under grace. Some people know it, some people don't. Okay? Why is it important to know? Is because the devil has no hook in you then. Because he knows if you know that your identity is not coming from flesh, because someone's body paid for your righteousness. You are understanding. Now see this. That's why it says, therefore my brethren, you have become dead to the law through the body of Christ. That you may be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law, the more you tell somebody, don't do this, it is wrong. The more they'll want to do it. I had a conversation with somebody who told me when the masks came, uh, you know, people who do lip fillers and all of these women who do, it was heightened. They had the maximum sales. Imagine someone saying, don't look, and now they want to put more in lips and have all of these uh, aesthetic things done to them because the law heightens sin. Or what you don't want to do, you want to do now suddenly. So it says here, for when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions were aroused by the law, by, which were aroused by the law, were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But now we have been delivered from the law. So what did God do? God took out the law. How could he take out the law? Someone else had to pay the price. That's why Jesus had to come in the flesh, in his body and die on the cross to fulfill your requirement and my requirement of holiness in the flesh, in this body that can never be God. So he did it so that it's meant to be received by you. Okay? Having died, but now we've been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, so that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. What does that mean, newness of the spirit? Everything about you is a spiritual identity and not in the oldness of the letter. The letter kills that is the law, constantly accusing you where you missed it. Now look ahead, verse 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would have not known sin except through the law. For I would have, for I would have known, for I would have not known covetousness unless the law had said you shall not covet. What does covet means? You have a BMW, I want that. I like your husband. No, you don't. That's the flesh. Okay? See this. You shall not covet, but, this, but sin, taking opportunity of the commandment, produced in me all manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. I was alive once without, without the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And the commandment which was to bring life I found to bring death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me and by it killed me. Therefore the law is holy. Do not do this, do not uh, you know, steal from others, do not lie. All of these are, this is true, this is morality, this is what the father is like. But it's saying the law is good, but the commandment and the commandment holy and just and good. 
Has then what is good become death to me? Certainly not, but sin, that it might appear sin, was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual. Now see this. But I am carnal, sold under sin. What is he saying? I know the commandment is good. All of the commandments of God, everything, this is good. But I am carnal, sold under sin. Adam sinned, all sinners. Now, one second. Let's go ahead. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. In my mind, I seriously don't want to abuse that person and give some, you know, say some bad things to that person. In my mind, I don't want to. I know this is right and I shouldn't be, but I feel like I'm suddenly just doing something else. Okay, now see this. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. Okay. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. What is Paul saying? That means when he is doing something stupid, what is he saying? It is no longer. So who is doing it? He separates himself. It's one thing when you get born again, it says you're born of the incorruptible seed. He who is born of God. It says the seed remains in him and he does not sin. It's one thing to slip here and there. It's another thing to live in it. You can't because the Holy Spirit, you, you see, you've got the nature of Christ in you. And everything in that nature, like electricity, repels everything of darkness. That's why the spirit and the flesh are constantly at war with each other because they hate it. Everything in you is just like your father. So it's one thing to slip here and there, but you can't stay there. And the way you fly is by separating yourself from sin because it is there. As long as you have this physical body that you're living in, it'll never get holy. That's why Jesus had to die in the flesh. Holiness is something to be received. If you don't receive it, it's pride. You're basically saying, I can get righteous and have righteousness by flesh. It's not possible because sin is in the blood. It, it required Christ's blood to make you the righteousness of God. Up until you don't know that, you're not receiving and inheriting. The more you're getting rooted in that, you'll start receiving effortlessly. So Paul says here, he's saying, now Paul gets saved, he knows everything Christ is in me and sometimes he's still doing stupid things. And he's like, I feel like I want to do and then suddenly I do something else. And what is this? And then he's saying, now I know. It's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. In your flesh, nothing good <laughs> dwells. So stop even trying to get holy in the flesh. Holiness is a fruit. It doesn't come by focusing on the flesh. It comes by relationship with your father through spirit. That means what he says about you apart from your flesh. You lost it one day, you said some bad words. Oh, that was the flesh, yeah, I subdued. I'm not, it's not, has no dominion here, it has no right here. Shake it off still. It's in my members. It's not me. It's Christ in me. You get your relationship by blood from the Father. The more you do it, the more you'll be able to reign over those things. That tomorrow you'll see that you're not losing your cool as much as you used to. You have dominion because spirit is dominating. Everything that you believe who you are, you will walk it. It says, awake to righteousness and sin not. <laughs> Means how can you have dominion? The more you know you're the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, see this. You separate yourself from the flesh. It says here, it is no longer I who do it. Then who is doing it, Paul? Sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me. I want to do. But how to perform what is good, I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. 
Now, if I do what I will not to do, that means if I do, my mind really wants to do something, but I feel like I did something else. It is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Do not let your flesh tell you who you are. It is still the flesh. This is maturity and this is meant to be received, this truth. Okay? See this, verse 21. I find then a law that evil is present with me. See this. He says, you know what? I find then a law that evil is present with me. The one who wills to do good, the one, Paul, the son of God, me, the one who wants to do good, but evil is also in me. And he's saying here, for I delight in the law of God according to my inward man, but I see another law in my members. So how many laws are working in you? There's the law of life, that spirit. The law of sin and death is in your members. And it's saying, now see this, and it's, there's constantly a war there. That's why you have to know this, now see this. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind. That's why it says the spirit and flesh are constantly at war and they can never please. Okay? Warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. I'm constantly condemned by my flesh. It holds me. Oh wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Again he attributes, where is that law? He wants to do something good with his head. Like everything is here telling him, yes, this is right. Like this is who I am. And then suddenly the body lands, the body lands up doing something else. How many times I've heard girls and boys tell me, I didn't. And then I just slipped and what part of you did something? The body went and did something foolish. The body who will deliver me from this body of death. I thank God through Christ Jesus our Lord. What is he saying? How will you get delivered from the body? So you're separating your body, your physical body, from who you are. Who separates you? How are you getting free? It says through Christ. And what did Christ do? He came in his body and died on the cross. Why his body? Again, so that righteousness is something you receive by faith. Your body will not get holy. Holiness is a fruit. It's nice. You live everything by the spirit. You subdue the flesh. But God, you can't be holy in the flesh. Because the law of sin and death is here. People don't know this. There are two laws. The law of sin, and sin which is in your members. So one day when you have the glorified body, then you'll have holiness in the flesh also. Body. Because you have a glorified body. But up until you're living in this world, it's a spiritual truth. Your whole life here is, it says, by faith in what Christ did and gave you. So your identity is not coming from flesh, from the body. Your identity is coming from spirit. And time and again, we are called to subdue the flesh when it rises up. But if it slips, you do not let your flesh tell you who you are. You separate yourself and say, it is not I, it is sin that dwells in my members and we are called to rule over it. Just the way I said, when you go to the moon, the law of gravity is greater. If uh, the law of whatever that law is, what is that law on the moon, you will land up levitating. But if you come here, there's, there's going to be uh, gravity here. And so the greater law will always subdue the lower law. That's why it says Holy Spirit is in you. So he, he's saying that don't let sin reign there. You have now the power to walk away. But if it shows up, you separate yourself. Because as long as you're in this world, you're in this body, there are two laws. And God is telling you, I'm not relating with you through your flesh, through your body anymore. That's why I send my son to pay a penalty because I could never relate with you through your body. It's my son's body that was offered up so that I can relate to you now through spirit. I can overlook your flesh. I don't have to look at your body and have a relationship with you. Relationship with your father is still through blood, through Christ. Okay? Now see this. 
I find then a law that is that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to my inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with my mind I serve the law of God but with the flesh the law of sin he's saying with my mind i'm serving i listen to him but with but with the flesh the law of sin now let's go ahead romans 8 what does it say there is there is therefore therefore there what does therefore mean what does therefore mean it should mean about the previous verse written, no? What, is it, what was God's, what was God's way out? Sending, sending, doing something to Christ's body so that he can have relationship with you. It says now there is therefore no condemnation because what is it that condemns you? Where do you get condemnation? You wanted to do something, you didn't do it. And then there's something stupid. Condemnation always comes because of flesh what you're doing. <laughs> Your flesh goofs up, your body goofs up. And so what is it saying? There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Are you in Christ Jesus? Yes. Now if you still want to get condemned, live holy in the flesh, go. It is like, it, sometimes I feel like the gospel is so good, you have to be foolish not to want it. Like thank God it is this good because you and I both wouldn't be here then. We deserve something else. So why fight the goodness of God? Receive it. And if you fight it, you want to be right by your own? It's all self-righteousness. It looks humility. It's just arrogance before God that you think you can, your blood is enough to atone for yourself. No, it's not. Sin is not something you do. You were born a sinner. Christ came, Father sent second son to redeem you by his blood. That's the gospel. Okay, now see this, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Now see this, who do not walk according to the flesh, means what? Who do not get influenced by the dictates of their flesh. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. That means I listen to what my father says about me. I'm not a slave to my flesh. It goofed up, yeah, it's fine. But it's not going to tell me who I am. Oh, you become a sinner now, no. I'm a son of his blood. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. What does it mean? Has made me free from the law of sin and death. Where is the law of sin and death we talked about? It's in your members, in your body. So it's saying, God is saying this law of Christ. And what is the law of Christ? What is the law of Christ? Has made you free from the law of sin and death. That means you, know, you don't have to get uh, dominated by this law and get sucked in and listen to it because it will condemn you. The law of life in Christ. How did the law of life in Christ even come to you? Through the body of Christ. Jesus paid the penalty so now it's done so that you can have life, justification for life. That means in this situation even if you goofed up, even if you did mistakes, and your flesh did all the mistakes. You should have said something, you said something wrong. You did something wrong. And why should I still receive goodness from my father and expect to see something beautiful in my life happen? It's because I'm under the law of life. It's because Christ paid for all my bad that I did so that I can still expect to receive goodness. So what happens? The devil uses your flesh to condemn you time and again. Look what you did in the past. And because of all of these things, it'll make you look at your past relationships or whatever you've done. And because of all these things, that's why you deserve what you're getting. And that's when you don't let your experiences or your flesh tell you who you are. And you go back to the blood and say, the reason I receive all the promises of God and all my inheritance because it's not attached to my flesh and what I have done in the flesh, it's attached to blood relationship and the father is not looking at my flesh even though it may have been screwed up. 
because i am in christ my father is relating me through blood he will always be your father looking at you through blood the devil makes you look at your flesh and it says here those who are led by the flesh it lead to death be a smart son it's there we are called to rule over the flesh but if it shows up push it down dust yourself off shake it back and know that your sons of his blood not through flesh okay now see this it says here we do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh god did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin he condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us what a powerful truth what does this mean let's see that again god did for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh that means you could never get a holy you can think you're holy most people think they're holy it says here you could never get holy in the flesh so what was god's way out to have a relationship with you it says that's why god sent his son in the likeness of sinful flesh he came in a body he took on a body like you and me it didn't have sin it says in the likeness of sinful flesh and then he condemned sin in the flesh who condemned sin the father condemned all the sin that you do today is called sin in the flesh sin in the flesh was condemned that means paid and declared guilty in the body of christ that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us so someone else took it and gave you something else it is a spiritual your whole life as sons is a gift to be received did you go on the cross physically did you get buried physically did you rise up physically then so are these truths to be received but you did go you did die and you did rise again and then it says reckon yourself that means start seeing yourself believing yourself that's why a whole relationship it it says that you cannot please god if you don't come by faith these are all things that you receive by faith okay see this so that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us so it is fulfilled in you that's why if you don't know this every time you do something stupid you'll condemn yourself a condemned heart the bible says can't receive from the father condemnation leads to more sickness so you keep confessing your sins and you feel guilty more guilty more keep falling more sick and then what happens righteousness consciousness leads to life i've heard so many people who say they went for inner healing and they got healed then they come back and they again get something worse what is just think about the process of inner healing they'll make you take you down through i don't know how many generations first of all you died your whole umbilical cord from adam cut got cut off when you came into christ so i don't know who's looking in your past but just think about even what they're doing at some point they make you confess all of these so what happens you don't feel guilty anymore you feel like your sins are washed and so you feel worthy to receive and so maybe they got some healing but then again they feel oh maybe because who did this bad thing and that's why i'm reaping this so again they go back and so but look at the process they're still dealing with guilt and so the minute they feel guiltless and free then they receive but i can tell you now that you know that there's no condemnation all your sins are forgiven it has nothing to do with your mother and your father and what they did because the minute you came to christ your adamic generation and generations went away you became a new species born again attached to christ and we're looking at his generations and so your inheritance has come on that what a deception that entire cycle is and you can be in it and you can see some fruit but the truth is that it, it deals with condemnation so after they do this and they confess they feel less condemned so they receive then again they feel condemned about other thing it's just a big cycle they go on and on and on the truth is look at this it says the sinful flesh on account of sin he condemns sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit that's why the bible says hear this 
Jesus, the whole, this whole body is going to goof up here and there. But this goofing up of your body has already been, been paid. The price of this, all your mistakes, has been paid once and for all in the body of Christ. That's why it says, now, Geetu, Mitali, Maria, Puja, don't look at your flesh and walk. If you look at your flesh, your flesh is going to do stupid things. You're called to look at your spirit. And that's why it says, we are not walking according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. We are called to overpower. But if you miss it, don't let it tell you and keep you there. You shake it off. Okay? For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. Now see this. Now it says those who go by what they see, what their body did, everything. For those, for to be carnally minded is death. Carnal means what? Carnal. Uh, you know, lions are carnivorous. And uh, cows are herbivorous. What is carnivorous? Flesh. Those who live according to the flesh... Those who live according to the... To, for to be carnally minded is... Is... Death. Why is it death? Think about it. The law of sin and death is where? In your body. Right? It will produce death. The law of sin, it says, is in my members. Now it says to be carnally minded. means I want to get right with God in flesh. Give up. It will lead to death. But to be spiritually minded your identity and a whole foundation is coming in the security of blood relationship okay is life and what peace because the carnal mind your flesh is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God nor indeed can be so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God and then you want to get holy in the flesh God is just saying please don't come to me holiness is a gift to be received okay but now if you are born again you are not in the flesh you have the flesh it's there in you but it says you are not in the flesh I am seeing you in spirit if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of God, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body, the flesh, it's there. But he calls it, it is dead because of sin. How can a dead body become holy? It's dead because of sin. God is not relating with you through your flesh and what you do. It's good. You do good things, very good. Do bad things, very bad. But he's not dealing with you. His relationship is not through your body. His relationship to you is through blood. Christ's blood. And you came into sonship. You got adopted as sons of God. The devil points you and makes you look at, oh, your relationship with the father is through what you did. Body. It's not. Okay? Now see this. For those who live according to the flesh said, where was I? Sorry, but the, if the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Okay, I missed one verse. For if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. So much truth here. The spirit is life because of what? So then it would mean righteousness leads to life. Righteousness leads to life. The body is dead because of sin. But Jesus is saying, the Father is saying, your spirit is life, will always give life because of righteousness. Because it's the Holy Spirit of righteousness that came and dwells in you. His spirit. Righteousness leads to life. Okay, now see this. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, does it dwell in you? He who raised Christ from the dead, the father, 
will also give life to your mortal body this dead body is getting some life through his spirit who dwells in you what is it saying here if the spirit of him who raised christ from the dead dwells in you he who raised christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you you are a spiritual being now see this verse 12 therefore brethren we are debtors what is a debtor that means you owe somebody you went and took a bank loan yesterday i went to withdraw some money out of my bank my money and he is telling me give me a form fill up for what you want i said i'm not taking a loan you're telling me that i should tell you why i want my money i said call your manager and i made a big scene there i said what is this has the government said this no this is the bank policy i said a bank pol- policy is wrong and they quickly gave me what i wanted this is yours and you're asking look at this it says therefore bre- bre- brethren we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh because the law of sin and death is there it will constantly drag you down and tell you you missed it you should get this look at your past everything and it says you owe it nothing your flesh because somebody else paid it your debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh for if you live according to the flesh you will die but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body you will live see this for as many as are led by the spirit of god or allow themselves to be dominated by the spirit of god these are sons of god for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear oh you lost your relationship with god you missed it you did something wrong lost my relationship did something right come back in relationship you're not your bondage to your flesh anymore it says you did not receive the spirit of adopt uh, the spirit of bondage again to fear but you spirit received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out abba father the spirit himself bears witness with our body with your body that's what most people do they don't know it but they bear witness that means if they did something wrong then they feel like oh you know yeah fine you confessed you did something right and now you start doing some good things and they feel the spirit is bearing witness with their body and their actions think about what i'm saying you are thinking you are receiving it you are understanding it it says the spirit bears witness with our spirit not body the the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of god i like children sometimes i know we say sons but if you understand your children of god prince william father will come charles and say child son come he's my child came out of me children of god sons of god born of him and if children see if only if you're a child only william will inherit William can get a friend who is a better governor than him but he can't inherit simply because he is not blood attached with Charles inheritance is attached to blood and every relationship of father and child is attached in blood not in works so simple truth and if the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children that's why it's saying your debtors not to your body and to your flesh to tell you and to listen to what it's saying okay it says the spirit is bearing witness with your spirit that you are children of god sons of god and and if children if sons then heirs heirs of god and joint heirs with christ if indeed we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together who is receiving all things son if you see yourself as god and me child and you can say father father but in your head you have a relationship with him through sin meaning if i didn't do something bad i'm good if i did something bad i'm uh, uh, you know if i did something bad i'm bad you're not inheriting and you you'll get frustrated because the simplicity that your relationship any child's relationship is attached to blood okay now see this can we go ahead we'll just um, how many do i have more to read 
Okay, quickly. Okay, and then we go next week. 2 Corinthians 5. For we do not commend ourselves again to you, but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf, that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is of God, and if we are of sound mind, it is for you. Now just hear this. For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Now see this, verse 16. Therefore from now on we regard no one according to the flesh. Now he's saying you don't see yourself in the flesh. Uh, no, no, go up, go, go down, go down, go down. Yeah, this. Okay. Is it? No, no, go up, go down, go down, go down. Did I miss out something? 2 Corinthians 5, I have. How come it's not there? 2 Corinthians, no, I have something else there. I think something is missing. Okay, can you just put up 2 Corinthians 5, verse 12? 5, verse 12. Okay, hear me when I'm speaking, okay? 2 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 12. Therefore, from now on, verse 16, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 16, verse 16. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. God is saying, even Christ, that's why the revelation of sonship was given not to his disciples who hung out with him in the flesh when he walked on the earth. After he dies and rose again, God chooses Paul and downloads this whole revelation of Christ in you. New creation, realities are given to some one person who never hung out with him in the flesh. It says here that you regard no one according to the flesh. That means it's even saying here amongst us, you look at the flesh, if someone loses, don't get offended. If you get offended with someone, what someone said, it needs to go to the cross. Because only the flesh gets offended. The spirit doesn't. And in Beloved, we want to lay a culture where, you know, you're not looking at what people said, what they did, all this is flesh. Don't come to us with those things. She did this, she didn't look at me and she didn't smile. Doesn't mean anything. Okay? We regard no one according to the flesh. The flesh is there, it'll never get perfect. At some point, you'll get ticked off. The whole religion is having a relationship with pastors in the flesh. That's why they fall. Then they put another pastor. I feel so sad for that pastor, man. Just tell him he has the righteousness of God and still let him lead. That's what you need to do. Be a, a shoulder to let him go on. Not like you missed it. You're looking at holiness in the flesh. It's all wrong. Flesh will, is never pleasing to God. See this. It says, therefore we regard no one in the flesh. So we look at it, we see... You do all foolish things, it's okay. It's the flesh doing it. It tells us to establish our relationship even with others in spirit. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Now see this, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Look, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation, who has reconciled us back through to himself through the body of Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation, that it is God that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses, means sins, to them and has committed to, committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. Come back home to your father. And what is the door? The door is Christ. Verse 20, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. An ambassador is a representative of a country. You are ambassadors of Christ, not Moses, of Christ, okay? As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Now, verse 21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin, 
Jesus became sin that you might become the righteousness of God. So Adam was born a sinner and then everyone who was born from Adam were born sinners. Sin is not something you do. By the same token, now you got born again of Christ, the righteous one. And so now everyone who gets saved and believes in Christ and everyone getting born again of Christ is righteous and not a sinner. Why do you think you're a sinner? Because you look at your flesh. But it says here, you're not called to look at your flesh. Your identity is that a spiritual identity. You are sons and sons are not sinners. Adam generation is sinners. Sons are righteous. And righteousness leads to life. A son simply knows he has a relationship with the father and all of the inheritance is attached to my blood relationship with my father. That's what it means to be an heir of God and then joint heirs with Christ. That's how you receive. So it says if you get sucked by your flesh, it's going to keep you down and it will lead to death. And God is not telling you this. Holy Spirit is not telling you this. The devil is using your ignorance against you. Smart son knows, yeah, the flesh is there. I don't like it, I pop it down, I push it, yeah, I'm not allowed, I'm not going to let this happen and reign over it. And if you slipped here and there, dust it off, it is not me, it's sin in my members. It's not I who do it, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Righteousness inherits all things. You'll see all the covenant promises of God in the Bible. Psalm 91, all of these are attached to blood. So that's why I'm saying you won't even pray it. You know you're a son and then you'll see the promises working for you because one thing you know, you're not a sinner, you're a son. And in the path of righteousness, a son knows he's righteous. You can't be a son and be a sinner. Son is righteous, it's attached by blood. And in the path of righteousness, there is no death. Righteousness inherits. Righteousness, there is no oppression. Righteousness. Are you a sinner? You're a son. Sin is not something you do. You were born sinners. In Christ, we are born righteous. So you can do foolish things, but it's not you who are doing it. It's sin in your members, flesh. But I'm not my flesh anymore. I'm spirit. You're receiving this truth. Okay? Next week, we'll go on more. And the tug, like I said, is always spirit and flesh. And so we're called and our identity is getting secured in your foundation that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Okay? Righteousness rules over sickness. Righteousness rules over sin. Righteousness rules over addictions. Righteousness rules over all things. We're called to subdue it when it pops up because you're the righteousness of God in Christ. Okay? But the foundation is we're not bondage in a bondage to flesh anymore. To to let our flesh tell us who we are. Okay? We are led by our spirit. That means only the Father tells me who I am and I'm secure in my blood relationship with Him. So let's give a spiritual tithe. I want to even call up Hufrish. She's leaving back for the States. We're going to lay hands on her and, uh, you know, she's going to go back and I know that amazing things. Let's give a tithe first, a spiritual tithe of what we receive. Just say, Father, I'm a son in your kingdom. Jesus, you're my high priest. And right now, I give you a tithe, a thanksgiving of all the increase that I received and that you have given me. And just worship and thank him for everything that you got today. Oh, Jesus, I just offer this to you. I just thank you, Jesus.